Hi, my name's Hudson, and I'm a geoholic. Howdy, everybody. This is Nick with Bad Elf bringing you another Tech Minute. Hope you, all you geoholics are doing well out there. If you haven't noticed or read this recently, NGS, the National Geodetic Survey, and the National Institute of Standards and Technology have issued a federal notice to officially retire the U.S. survey fit, foot. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. All right. So if this uh, is going to affect you, please, you're going to want to note it in your calendar by December 31st, 2022. Uh, it will be deprecated and the U.S. survey foot will no longer be around. So if you are using a coordinate system today that currently uses the U.S. survey foot, you may want to take a gander at the alternatives coming down the pipeline. That's right. NGS has killed the survey foot. If you have any questions, you can always shoot me an email, nick, N-I-K, at bad-elf.com. Hope you all are having a good one. Talk to you later. Let's do this, folks. (laughs) I feel like I need some weed or something to get into this music. We can make that happen. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Geoholics Podcast. This, of course, is episode 53, also known as the... That would be the Don Drysdale episode. He was uh, Dandy Don? A little known fact, he was the last guy to retire from the Los Angeles Dodgers that played for the Brooklyn Dodgers. That is a good factoid right there. He's a nine-time All-Star, three-time World Series champion. 1962, he won the Cy Young. Uh, inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1984 on its 10th ballot. I think that's the last year, so he got that sympathy vote. And uh, the number 53 is retired with the Dodgers. Nice. And then as an honorable mention, I talked to you about this one, Harry Carson, Carson. Giants Hall of Famer, but they're 0-5, so who cares about that? Of course. Two really good selections (laughs) there, Shoots. Good job. It's great to be back recording at our normal time. Sorry if we sounded half asleep during our last regular episode. Basically, we were. It was freaking early, let's face it. It feels like a month ago. It does feel like a while ago, actually. I I mean, I totally agree, I should say. Real quick, we need to recognize our good friend, Zach Gooch, for making another very generous contribution to the Geoholics GoFundMe account and sharing some great ideas for future shows. So, Mr. Gooch, you'll be receiving one of the new I Am a Geoholic pint glass. And the rest of you that have been waiting on your fan packs... They're going out this week, right, Shoots? Was I supposed to send a bunch of them? If yeah. I if, if they were supposed to go out, I apologize. Been a little preoccupied. Nope. This is this week will uh, will be great. <laughs> so there are checks in the mail, as they say. Catching up slowly. That opening number is, of course, the Dave Matthews Band. The name of the song is Ants Marching. Dave Matthews Band is an American rock band formed in Charlottesville, Virginia in 1991. As of 2018, the band had sold more than 20 million concert tickets and a combined total of 38 million CDs and DVDs. Their 2018 album, Come Tomorrow, debuted at number one on the Billboard 200, making DMB, as they're called, the first band to have seven consecutive studio albums debut at the peak. So I do have a Dave Matthews Band story, of course. I saw them about 15 years ago in Alpine, at Alpine Valley. It's in Wisconsin. And they played two shows there, back to back. But they stayed in Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. So I was a fan of these guys up until this point. 
Uh-oh. Yep. A very <laughs> unfortunate incident happened in my hometown of Chicago. One of the Dave Matthews Band tour buses was passing over the Chicago River. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever been on I that bridge, but it's about. open, let's say. It's graded or whatever. Um, and they unleashed a 800 <laughs> gallons of foul-smelling waste onto a passing tour boat. The architectural tour Ooh, was going yeah. under the bridge oh. at the time. And the, everybody on the top deck of the tour boat just got covered in feces. What? Yes, true story. Yeah, true I story. remember hearing about it. I didn't know it was your hometown. Yep, yep. Now I'm even more <clears throat> upset with them. Yep, so the incident, I mean, they uh, connected to the band and there were actually criminal charges filed and, of course, apologies and lawsuits and stuff like that. And Yeah, it was pretty nasty. I... I have my one Dave Matthews band story, like I just told you guys. When yeah. I went to the one concert, I swear if he didn't talk in between the songs, I would not have known what was what. Yeah, that's what it you, all sounds exactly the same to me. I agree. That's why that's what you get when you go to a jam band show. Right? Yeah, and Carrie's a huge fan, so I went with her. You know, being yep. the loving husband, and yep. I, and she was like, "You're no fun at this." I'm like, "I don't get it." Yep. So, yep. Well, needless to say, one and done for me. Yep, yep. No, great band, and uh, like I say, up until the, uh, the 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 tour boat incident, I was a huge fan uh before, small thing small thing yeah, before we recognize our friends of the program i want to let everybody know that we are currently lining up our friends of the program for 2021 so we talked about return on investment with evan knox a couple weeks ago and i can't imagine a better roi on your advertising dollar than being a geoholics friend of the program if you think I'm crazy, let me recap this for you. By the end of this year, we will have released 47 value-adding episodes, nine Geoholics Anonymous roundtable discussions. Uh, we've started a dedicated YouTube channel that currently has about 125 subscribers. We've amassed over 600 followers on Facebook to date, 500 members of the Geoholics LinkedIn group, and have had, well, by the end of the year, easily 23,000 individual podcast downloads. So... You know, in 2021, I can guarantee you it's going to be even better. So if you're interested in being a friend of the program, please send us an email at info at the for more info. I think the kids call that a humble brag. That was a bit of a humble brag. Yes. <laughs> Not so humble, but a brag nonetheless. Oh, man. No, it's it's been a hell of a ride so far. <coughs> we're going to keep we're gonna keep this yeah. train rolling. We're just Only getting going started. up from here. Yep. Go ahead, buddy. You want me to go first? Oh, is this mine? Oh, okay. Oh, Our no, first no, uh, no. friend of the program is Bad Elf GPS. You can find them at bad-elf.com. They are successfully developing high-accuracy GPS receivers for all-day data collection, that also known as the Flex Receiver. Mentioned that you heard about the Flex on the Geoholics and receive 100 bucks off your purchase and an amazing fitted Bad Elf hat currently being modeled by Big Shoots. I love it. I'm not going to lie. Uh, next up is Land Surveyors United, the largest global community of geomatics professionals on the internet. Uh, they have over 17,000 members. Justin Farrow created a heck of a website, landsurveyorsunited.com. Take five minutes, check it out, become a member. And he also developed our Geoholics app. So check that out as well. You can download it from the website. Next, we have LiDAR News, the virtual home of the LiDAR industry. You can find them at LiDARnews.com. The LiDAR's new, LiDAR News team focuses on the application of technology to solve 3D problems. LiDARnews.com? LiDARnews.com. <laughs> Parkland College, their land survey program in Champaign, Illinois. They have two schedule options, which provide opportunities to both traditional and working adults to achieve a certificate or associate's degree in land surveying. You find out more about them at parkland.edu slash surveying. 
Next, we have Unifly. Scott Ohana and his team are developing a one-stop UAV shop. Check them out at unifli.aero, and be sure to click on the How We Work link to find out more. And we cannot forget Mr. Diamondback Land Surveying, Trent Keenan, specializing in residential, commercial, and public works projects. Corporate office is located in Las Vegas, but they are licensed to work across the West. They are also proud sponsors and brand ambassadors of Get Kids Into Survey. You can find them at diamondbacklandsurveying.com, and then Get Kids Into Survey is getkidsintosurvey.com. Indeed. Next, we have Advanced Geodetic Surveys. You can find them at agsgps.com. They've got unbeatable deals on new and used equipment, equipment rentals, and supplies. And if you go to agsgps.com forward slash shop and use the code promo code GO15, you'll receive 15% off all regular priced field supplies, accessories, and safety equipment. And be sure to check out the Sherp ATV rentals as well. It's going to be wintertime. Those things have got to be a blast in the snow. We're going to have to get one of those for the desert. We just got to go to Texas. Next up is Tiger Supplies, a surveying, construction, and engineering superstore with over 15,000 products featuring the top brands such as Leica, Topcon, Spectra, and much more. Tiger will get you the equipment you need to get the job done right. Use coupon code promo code geo15 for 15% off any Adair Pro item. Bam. Last but not least, this could be you, Cyanic Automation. These guys are doing some really cool stuff for survey companies in Canada, eh? developing new ways to collect daily work records and timesheets directly from the field, automate invoicing, search jobs by legal addresses, stuff like that. Check out Jobbook by going to their website, getjobbook.com, and if you tell them you heard about it on the Geoholics, they'll give you 20% off your first year subscription. Done and done. And done. Here we are back at the Beat Lab studio, also known as Producer Jake's Kitchen. This episode also sponsored by Uh-oh. Mellow Corn. The corn is back. Free plug. Don't get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's catch up with the boys a little bit. Producer Jake, what's new, man? How's it going, guys? Um, kind of some interesting, something that I saw earlier today. Um, some cool news out of California. Apple had their uh, keynote event today. Mm-hmm. Um, released some, some new iPhones. Um, I think like five or six of them, actually. Um, definitely not like the old days when they would just release one for everyone and everyone would get super excited about that. Now you kind of get to pick what you want. But the, the highest model, the top one, I think it's the 12 Pro, actually mm-hmm. comes with a... What would you call that? A LiDAR sensor? Trans sensor? Yeah, mm-hmm. s- sensor on there. So pretty cool. They were showing like using it for some 3D modeling and kind of all the different things you can do with that. So who knows, I guess, how accurate it is or what it can do. But I think we definitely got to get our hands on one of those and see <laughs> see what it can do and maybe scan some stuff. So Yeah, no doubt. And coincidentally, I am in the market for a new cell phone. There we go. So Bam. I think I can wait a couple weeks. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, I think yeah. a couple couple weeks starts the pre-order or something. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be the uh, the uh, Geoholics guinea pig for that. Sure, yeah, we got to find some stuff to scan. Oh, Jake, Jake is our tech guru, man. He just emails us all day or texts us and says, oh, this is coming out. This is yeah, I didn't know. even know it was on. I love watching those too. Even though I'm not like buying a new phone, I just love watching it. They put it's. I mean, it's Apple. All their stuff is so like creative and whatnot. We're gonna scan. We're gonna scan each of us, and then we're gonna have like like, VR geoholics or something like that. There you go. go. Hey, VR episode. There's nothing we can't do with that. I don't think. Really. (laughs) Imagine when we start doing the podcast where we're laser scanned and you're watching it in VR and you're sitting here with us, and that's how you watch it. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) 
<laughs> Only I think, oh, I think you're slightly getting ahead of it here. Sky's the limit, but that's, yeah, jeez. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. So, Ryan, how are you? I cannot complain, boys. I went to Vegas over the weekend. Vegas, uh, baby. Mr. Friend of the Program, Trent Keenan, invited all of us geoholics up to Vegas for his Diamondback Lancer Van Golf Tournament. Only one of us made we, it. We sent our spokesman. I can never turn down <laughs> yeah, golf. We did. What can I say? <laughs> our our Vegas spokesman. I'm a sucker. Uh, first off, it was odd. It was like eerily quiet on mm. the strip. It's I weird. Imagine, like yeah. all the Crazy. like the bars and stuff on the road are closed. You know what I mean? All those like yeah. stands are shut down. Um, Were there guys like still like in front of uh, the Bellagio with coolers selling pot? No, no, they were selling bottles of water. Oh, Pot's yeah. legal now. You just go to the store and buy it. Yeah. So uh, going up and down the strip, yeah, there was definitely a smell of marijuana everywhere, and that was quite nice. interesting. I did take a picture. I meant to bring it, but the air, well, there's our trophy that we took home. What is this? Ah. Wait, put it up there again. I didn't see it. That is uh, first place. Do these people not know that when you guys play in a tournament, they have to have an official score following you guys around? I can tell you, I was actually legit. No, I there's played, no way. I, played, I know who you played. Not with. the most no. honest. That guy. is not legit. I played so well, and it was a shamble tournament where like everybody tees off, and then you play off the best tee shot, and everybody yeah. finishes a hole. I had like four birdies. As long as I can use somebody else's tee shot that's consistent, I was one over for the whole day. It was awesome. Short game, right? Um, I don't know exactly how the scorekeeping was done because he punches it into a computer and there was a net and a gross winner. Yeah. And Aerotech Mapping, my company that I work for, had two foursomes in Saturday's tournament. We won, I think, the net and Leo and the, his team won the gross first place. So the fix eight, is in. Eight trophies all went to Aerotech. Somebody <laughs> obviously fat fingered something. No. No. We, I, we played well. It was a Trent. Again, is the nicest, most generous man you'll ever meet in your life. He put now us that out. that I believe. Put us yeah, out. Yeah, that part to, I believe. Took yeah. us out to dinner. It was a fantastic yeah. time, top notch, through and through. I know he's a friend of the program, and I'm selling him hard anyway. Uh, he was selling him hard. You just got a man crush. No, he was just. He was. It was a great time. It was first class the whole way. I got t-shirts galore. Nah, he's a rock star, man. And uh, yeah, I I sent a picture out last night. I put the picture of Diesel and Camaro on, or the sticker on Hudson's mm. computer. Mm-hmm. So he was very excited yep, about very that. Cool. Overall, fantastic time. Can't thank him enough. It's awesome, man. What about you, Kent? How's Tiny Piney? Uh, I had a great weekend. Our first weekend at the Tiny Piney. Uh, the wife and I um, just we, we got situated. You know, it took us a weekend to, you know, clean the place up and just get it the way we wanted it. You know, so this coming weekend we'll be up there again and we'll actually get to enjoy it. So really looking forward to that. But it was great. The weather was amazing. Freaking cold at night actually. I had to wear a sweatshirt. Uh, went on a couple walks with the dog. Saw some elk. I mean, it's everything we had hoped it would be. So really, really looking forward to hanging out up there. So other than that, let's get this thing going. The Safety Apparel Safety Share. Uh, Matthew Stansberry has developed the best Safety vest on the planet, also known as the Party Chief. Safety Apparel. You can. I'm sorry. You can find them at SafetyApparel.us and be sure to check out all their, all the all the Safety Apparel social media platforms for tons of picks and giveaways. And uh, I believe Shoots has got this week's safety share. They are very active on social media, so Absolutely. go check them out. Definitely. Um, Definitely. Basically, the easy topic: report immediately any unsafe conditions. It's not rocket science. Common sense not used enough. Uh, you never. 
keep it unsafe condition information in your brain reported immediately when you find it Report it to the right person at least to your supervisor if you fail to report it to the right person it might end up with countermeasures without countermeasures mm-hmm. uh this has to be avoided you or other employees might get, may get injured so you're not just looking after yourself when you do something like that no, you're looking after the whole team uh for companies create a simple reporting system for the worker to report any unsafe conditions if there is no system in the workplace make it um it is a good accident prevention technique and that is good for employees and employers that's great advice easy enough right if you see something say something exactly it's that easy don't it's be afraid old, to it's the old kiss method keep it simple stupid agreed 100 percent. 100 percent. great <laughs> advice thank you shoots yep all right let's get on with this we got two great guests with us this evening guests plural and uh we've done enough talking so i'm gonna let them introduce themselves and here's what we're gonna do give us your name uh, you know, who you currently work for and what you do. And then we always do something fun. So let's say, what's the best thing that's come out of COVID for you personally? So Christy, you go first. All right. I am Christy Davis and I really appreciate you guys having us on here. I am the executive director of the North Carolina Society of Surveyors. And the best thing to come, I, I'm not a big fan of COVID. I really haven't. I guess cheap flights. That oh, would that's be a good the one. best thing. <laughs> yep, very good. That's, that's great. Solid. Awesome. Awesome. Marissa, you're next. Hey, everybody. Thank you guys for having us on. Um, I am Marissa Tremzalski. I am the marketing and outreach survey coordinator for um, NCEES. And so I am responsible for um, marketing and outreach efforts to the surveying community. Um, the best thing to come out of COVID for me is um, landing a job. So oh, wow. <laughs> I feel very blessed and very lucky uh, that in July of this year, I got to join the team at NCES. And so um, in a time of COVID, that is a win for sure. Absolutely. Congratulations. That's awesome. And a little known fact, uh, most people think my last name is Grow. But before it was shortened, many, many years ago, it was Grokowalski. So a couple Polacks here tonight. I like it. Oh, my goodness. I, I am on the <laughs> boat I'm, as well. I'm married to a Polak. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You can claim it. Don't worry about it. Nothing to be embarrassed about. All right. So we always do this fun thing. Jake does not read the bios. So we do this little crip quiz with him. So, Jake, one yes. of our guests tonight, because okay. we have Christy and we have Marissa. Okay. One of our guests tonight was born and raised in North Carolina and has bad animal karma. Our other guest tonight attended Kent State University, has a great Pyrenees, and planned, and you're going to love this, Jake, planned an 800-person solar eclipse party in 2017. Oh, wow. Was that when it was in Carbondale? Or no? Well, the eclipse happens all over. It doesn't happen in one town. Oh, well, there wasn't there one that was like the best viewing location? It was Carbondale. It was yeah. it? Okay. Yeah, um, it was the Ozzy Osbourne played let's there. Let's see. Kent State. Aren't they like the lightning bolts or something? The thunder? Isn't that where the, like, the the people well, were shot in yeah, Vietnam yeah, protests? Yeah, yeah, I got absolutely. the history. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, let's see. Let's do Eclipse Watch Party. Christy? No. Oh, my God. You blew it. You're I had backwards. a 50-50 chance, You weren't too. watching the yeah, cameras. You when, you, when you talk about them, they smile. They, yeah. Oh, well, that's just cheating. <laughs> yep, yep. So Christy was born and raised in North Carolina and has bad animal karma. And Marissa went to Kent State University, has a great Pyrenees, best breed. I can, can confirm because I actually had a Pyrenees at one time. Love those, that dog. Uh, and planned an 800-person solar eclipse party in 2017. How, how do you even know 800 people? That's the part that fascinates well, let's, me. Let's ask her about yeah. that. That's, uh, Kent, we're going to circle back in a couple Kent 
State Flash. Flash, of yeah. course. Golden <laughs> Flash. Golden Flash. Julian Edelman went there. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. He did. That's he did. All right. So with that, let's um, let's circle back on a couple of things there in your guys' bios. Um, Christy, tell us a little bit about your bad animal karma. I do, it's become a joke that it seems like I love to be outdoors and ride bikes. And I just have the strangest things happen with animals. Like one time riding my bike, I had a squirrel run out and run between my tires. Um, so I had just, you know, clutched the handlebars ready to run over ice. Who runs over a squirrel on their bike? But uh, it made it through between my tires. And then um, I was hiking in Colorado and kind of came face-to-face, 40 yards away from a mountain lion. Oh, my God. got out of that situation without dying or um, having a heart attack. And so it's just become a joke because I have so many animal stories where I have these random encounters with animals. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, Have you guys seen that video circulating on uh, the Internet today about that guy that was like, chased by Provo a mountain lion or something. Utah, for like yes. six minutes. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not dying today. Yeah. Get back. I'm not dying today. I, w- I was actually watching all the people's comments on that, like what to do in that scenario. Like don't turn your back to them. Like, and then the classic, like get really big and loud. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah I don't know what you do. I mean, that's does it, gives you reason to carry a firearm honestly when you're hiking you got to be careful stuff like that i just lay down and let him get it over with just eat me just eat me <laughs> i'm not i'm not gonna run for six minutes uh, all right marissa so my uh tell me about your great pyrenees what's what's the dog's name her name is Callie, Callie and uh, if you love Great Pyrenees, love them. she might really love Arizona. <laughs> it's too hot. It's too hot. <laughs> just just mail She's her right out here. here. Here's a really funny story about her. So um, I guess it was almost two years ago now. I, we, I had signed us up for this Golden Retriever Rescue Program mm-hmm. here in Greenville, South Carolina. And um, we were on this kind of wait list thing and they they came to us a couple months later and they said, hey, we need to do a home visit. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, cool. We're gonna, we're gonna get a, um, a golden retriever. So they said, well, we have, a, we have a mix. It's a Pyrenees, it's a Pyrenees mix. We know she's a Pyrenees because she's got the double back dew claws, mm-hmm. um, but she, she's definitely, you know, she's small. She's, she's like an English cream golden. And I'm like, okay, great. So we had her for almost a year and she never retrieved. She didn't, you know, she didn't do the typical golden things. Mm-hmm. And so for Christmas last year, um, we did the doggy DNA test as one of our gifts. Oh. And she is 100% great period. Oh my God. How, how big is she? <laughs> How big just, is she? Like just how much get a she return. She's 70 pounds. <laughs> yeah. So she is, she's what's called a pocket peer, I okay. guess. Um, and she is, she's just peer through and through. So um, she, you know, her, her best attribute is definitely her guardianship. Yep. You're her livestock. So <laughs> she, yep. she likes to guard us and she barks at everything, including a leaf blowing yeah. in the wind they're such so. great dogs though and those large they breed are. dogs she's, and he's he, a sweet girl yeah I mean, she's small for pyrenees like 70 70 pounds is small i think ours yeah. was like 100 and 110 uh yeah. sadie was her name she was such a great dog such a great dog so real quick because i know jake's curious tell us how the 800 person solar eclipse party went in 2017 
Oh my gosh. So my former life, um, I worked for a fortune 1000, um, it corporation. Um, it was it, it distribution. Um, and I did a lot of internal events for employees. Um, and so one of my events that I had to manage was when the solar eclipse was passing through Greenville in, um, 2017, it was August of 2017. And, um, we had a solar eclipse party at my office for all 750 employees at the time. And then any additional guests or family members that wanted to come and stand in our parking lot and watch it could. Um, but, you know, in, in true fashion, um, it wasn't just, hey, let's go to the parking lot and watch this. I mean, we, I, you know, we had guest speakers brought in from local universities and our local science center to talk about the solar eclipse and why it happens. We had food, um, you know like bottles of Cokes, because that's kind of a Southern thing is, you know, bottle, bottle Cokes. Christy knows what I'm talking about. And um, some moon pies and, of course, the glasses and some other swag and stuff. And so we all, you know, gathered outside in the big parking lots and watched it. I had a couple um, professional photographers on hand who got nice. some really cool shots, which I can share with you after Please do. Um, the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And the news came out and I mean, it was, it was just a big deal, but um, we also had a charitable component to the event. So let me get this right. So for every selfie you took eating a moon pie during the event, the company would donate a dollar to a local science organization. That's awesome. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. Uh, Jake, yeah. Uh, we we can skip the content. We can just keep talking if you want. <laughs> no, we. Uh, but Jake mentioned Carbondale, so I, I went to school in Carbondale, Southern Illinois University, and that was like supposed to be the per perfect place to watch the eclipse, right? Hmm. So, Ozzy Osbourne actually played a show in Carbondale and was singing "Bark at the Moon" right at the time the eclipse <laughs> happened. Yeah. I had some friends That's that went crazy. to the show. They said it was unbelievable. So, pretty cool yeah. stuff. So, let's actually provide some uh, value. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, sure. I think we've done a decent job so <laughs> yeah, far. Yeah, let's yeah. just let's just double down. We on definitely it. had some fun already. That's great. So, uh, so Christy, let me ask you: How do you and uh, Marissa know each other? Well, we just met when she came on board with NCWES. Um, I have been waiting her with bated breath after uh, they uh, I met with NCEs about the what was originally written as a grant hmm. and they agreed to pursue this within by internal means first to hire the marketing and the research person mm -hmm. so I think I bugged David Cox for about eight months going have you hired that person yet have you hired that person yet so I guess, Marissa, you and I first started talking in late July. Is that right? Or July? Um, yeah. Got to know each other. But we've been on the phone several times since then. So uh, I'm enjoying getting to know her. Very cool. Marissa, do you have anything to add to that? No, I mean, she, she's right. Um, it's been great. I just, uh, you know, this is a fairly new industry for me. And so um, I just kind of jumped head, you know, head in and feed in. And I've networked with, um, you know, a whole bunch of people probably, you know, Kent, I think you're one of the first people that I um, probably reached out to. And, you know, Christy, I was chatting with Christy probably a week after I started. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we've, we've communicated on phone and I'll ping her every now and then with something cool that I see or an idea and we'll go back and forth and brainstorm. So it's been great so far. Everyone has been amazingly welcoming and, and so gracious. That's awesome. Sounds like a really good partnership. Um, so let's, let's get into this. Let's talk about NCWS because I think it's one of those organizations that, I mean, I don't know that 
people know a lot about it. You Not know, I know all. I know it exists, and we're going to get into this. I mean, I don't have an NCWS. Um, what do you call that? I don't know what the, what the word is. Bi- not bio, but a uh, description. Description. I, I don't have that set up. So first of all, let let's start from kind of the basics. What is the what's like the mission or the strategic yeah. plan for NCWS? Sure. So the NCWS is the National Council of Examiners for Engineering and Surveying. Um, We are a national nonprofit organization. Um, We are dedicated to advancing professional licensure for engineers and surveyors. So basically we help develop and score the examinations for member state licensing boards to use during the state licensing process. So um, we also facilitate licensure and mobility outside of the exams we offer um, with our state boards. We have a records program. So we do that by our records program and that helps with licensure for engineers and surveyors, surveyors to be licensed in multiple states. Um, it's like one, one place to kind of house all your information. Um, so that's a cool little facet that we have. Um, but basically, we're just here to help the state boards um, and to help set the standard and uniform laws, licensing requirements, um, professional ethics, you know, which, you know, that, that all stems from our commitment to safeguarding the health, safety, and wellness um, or welfare of the public um, and basically to help shape the future of professional licensure. Gotcha. So who does it benefit? I mean, I, like for, for myself, I know that there's value in me going on NCWS and getting a profile set up. Um, but what, what are the benefits of doing something like that? Well, I mean, it's kind of like, are you talking about the records program? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's one place to kind of just store and kind of house everything, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. So that if you are licensed in multiple states, it's, it's just like a one-stop shop. I guess mm-hmm. that, you know, you could, you could go to for that, but you know, it benefits anybody, you know, a, a licensed engineer or a licensed surveyor essentially. Mm-hmm. So instead of going to all of your past schools to get your transcripts, boom, right. one stop. I yeah. like it. Yeah. 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 It sounds like a bit of a tedious process, and I think that's probably why I haven't done it because I gotta contact the, my college and get the transcripts. Mm-hmm. I gotta, you know, contact the other licensing boards and get my, uh, you know, other state licenses updated and stuff like that. I mean, is it is it a fairly simple process, or how, how does one go about doing that? Yeah, so I'm just kind of now getting familiar with the records program. I think, from my understanding, it's it's probably a, a pretty simple or easier process. I mean, it's, I know there's a, there's a fee that you pay, um, to, to start and I think maintain it. Um, so, you know, we can definitely, I can definitely find out more about the records program and and provide more on the back end, um, for you, but I know that there's, there's a fee to maintain. And so I would think that as part of that service that they would manage all that. Gotcha. Gotcha. You're paying for server space. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah, but everything's got to be vetted and everything, I would have to assume, you know, so it's it's a bit of a process, but probably it's one of those things like you put the time in, get it set up, um, and you're going to be glad you did afterwards. Basically. Just let it roll. Yeah, and then you don't have to ever... Yeah, it takes that work off you to have to, to have to manage that. Absolutely, absolutely. I totally understand. Um, so let's move on to the SCORE initiative. Which one of you wants to talk about that? Christy, you want to you wanna tell us about yeah, that? Yeah, um... It, this was an interesting, this was originally a little bug was put into my uh, ear by Gary Thompson, who is the North Carolina Geodetic uh, Survey mm-hmm. Chief, and he was serving on NCEs, and he was talking about the resources they have and how they help other organizations, and 
being I've, I've been in this industry now about 10 years and I've noticed that well I've noticed several things but one thing is you know surveyors um, are interested in recruiting and interested in bringing more people into the profession because it's been pretty stagnant with licensure over the last few years but they're not marketers they're not marketing individuals and I noticed that um, it, it seemed like there would be a good idea. Let's say Kurt Sumner with NSPS came up with a good idea at the top of the little triangle and he would send it out to the NSPS directors and they would bring it back to the state societies and mm -hmm. we would get to our board and our boards would send it to the committee and the committee would look for volunteers. And by the time we got to the bottom of the triangle, the initiative was dead. Mm -hmm. There was no momentum there or it was just too spread out to be effective. And I began to think, what if we had some resources behind us? Because state societies, we, we don't have, we're stretched, yeah. um, you know, as far as resources, money, finances, we're overall in considering professional associations, we're pretty small. So I began to think, what if we started with some resources and turned the triangle upside down mm. so that I have a good idea and I have somebody like an NCEs that could support me with that good idea and I can build the momentum, build it out. So by the time it gets to the national level, it's like a snowball in Irving as well. That really worked on, that worked in North Carolina. So why don't we try that in our states? So just the whole philosophy. And I originally wrote a grant proposal to NCEs for just North Carolina. Um, they, the executive committee heard it, they liked it, but they wanted a little bit broader uh, approach, uh, maybe a regional approach. So I took their advice and rewrote it, but I invited some states to join us, um, Georgia, uh, Virginia, Maryland, Tennessee, and just ask, are you interested in coming alongside us if we had the backing of NCEs with their resources, their hopefully finances, those types of things. And we could begin to focus individually, like I was telling Marissa today, it's, it's fun that each state kind of has its own personality with recruiting and what they're passionate about. And so, um, you know, you could, you could take that thing that your state does well and grow it, or we could come up with one idea as a region and promote it. But I thought the first thing we needed was we needed research from an outside source because um, I was hearing the same ideas for 10 years and obviously <laughs> we weren't growing membership. So why, why keep doing the same things? Um, so I rewrote it and presented it last August in Washington, D.C. at the NCWES meeting. And they liked it enough that they didn't want to treat it exactly like a grant but they agreed to hire internally and begin the research process. And then based on what the research tells us, try to administrate the grant as, as written, but now we're calling, because it's not really a grant, I just, we kind of shifted to call it the SCORE initiative to do a regional project and see if we can come up with some great ideas to bring people in and, and bring the diversity level you know, uh, up a little, but recruit everyone that's interested in surveying. So wow. I was thrilled that they accepted the idea and, and I'm looking forward to moving forward in the project. 
Wow, that, that is awesome. So what's a good example of something that, you know, you said you kind of flipped the triangle, which is genius. What's a good example of something that uh, you've implemented or the surrounding states have implemented when you've used that model? Well, the first thing that I've noticed um, is, and this is, is something that um, I started before Marissa, but now it's I'm already seeing it begin to grow, is we began something called Career Ambassadors. Mm -hmm. um, here in North Carolina, where I had some surveyors that were, they were just great guys and could go into the schools and talk to students on career day. But we were disjointed. I, you know, I didn't know that, you know, Mike did it in Charlotte and I didn't know mm -hmm. that, you know, Bob did it in Asheville. And so we decided to kind of formulate it with the goal of having a career, at least one, maybe two in the bigger counties ambassadors in every single county of our state. Um, so that if I get a call in the office from a school, elementary, middle, high school, that says, I want somebody to come talk to career day, I can pick up the phone and call the career ambassadors in those counties and get the materials to them and give them the resources they need. But that saves me from running all over the state and not to mention I'm not a surveyor. So my effectiveness would be very poor in a classroom. And it kind of just took off. What we did was we got them all name badges. We honor them at our conference, stand them up, applaud them. I kept getting more and more people. Now I'm starting to see other uh, states pick it up. Um, even Marissa has shared that nationally with a couple of people she has spoken with. So that is something that's just growing. Um, and I think other states are starting to do the same type of program so that we can get in front of broader audiences. Yeah, you said a couple of things there that really uh, struck a chord with me. First of all, the fact that this effort is disjointed. Mm -hmm. I think that's a huge, huge issue. Um, and the other thing is, you know, the, the, the career ambassadors, who can be uh, a career ambassador? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, anyone can be. We do, we are moving towards training more effectively. Um, so any surveyor that desires to go out there and do that, some we know from their personalities, need a little more help with that. And um, so we provide some extra, we've already done one training session on it and hopefully have some more things coming along those lines because this is evolving over the last couple of years because, you know, I was, Kurt Sumner jokes about this all the time, to go into a classroom and brag about how many yellow jackets you've stepped on is not what's gonna recruit people to the industry. No. And sometimes that just becomes a source of pride to, to folks and they wanna, they tell that because it makes they're they're tough, you know. Surveyors are tough; they really are. But we have to approach that differently with this generation. So, so we help give some direction like that uh, of what this generation is going to be excited about. Yep. Um, but if you're willing, we will train you and and help you with the resources for that. And they go by county. So Maricopa County yeah. is where we are currently. Yeah. I would like to nominate Kurt or Kent Grow as our uh, brand ambassador our career ambassador yes i will accept that nomination <laughs> second there we go done and done so moved i think, I think you're already doing it <laughs> yeah. yeah right yeah um 
We're trying so, our best. Or yeah, 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 exactly. So that, that's awesome. And there seems to be, you know, a really cool relationship between, you know, this, this score movement, NCWS, NSPS. Marissa, I'd like to hear from you. How do you see this relationship going? Yeah. So, well, you know, first I want to say that we have in the past and we still continue to have um, great initiatives happening already. So we're involved in future city competition, Trigstar, the TWIST program. Um, but, you know, as, as Christy talked about, our our board of directors at NCES um, saw this need and saw that we can really expand and grow um, this program to a, you know, this this is a national need. And so this is a more focused, targeted effort. So a full-time position was created, which is me, yay. Um, and, you know, to just kind of enhance these opportunities at that higher level. Um, and then, you know, this this works well with, with, with the score proposal and NSPS and, and with us, with, you know, everybody trying to achieve one main goal, and that's to promote the value of licensure and increase the number, number of people entering the survey profession. So let me ask you this. So you have the score movement, you have NCWS, you have NSPS. That's, there's a lot of moving parts there. How do you prevent it from getting gobbled up and still moving forward? Um, gosh, well, you know, in full transparency, I'm mm -hmm. still trying to figure out how everything works and moves and, and everybody works together. Yeah. Um, you know, the difference between NSPS and, and NCES is that NSPS is at an individual level where NCES is at, you know, we have 69 um, state licensing member boards. And so, mm -hmm. so we are, we are more board um, focused and they are more in the individual level. Um, and then, you know, there's there's parts of the score initiative that I do in my day to day job, but my day to day job is more on the national level of promoting the prof profession and promoting the value of licensure. It's old macro versus micro. Yeah, it's a good uh, good description of it. So what are some of the things like um, I think we talked about on the last our last episode about how there's kind of like a paradigm shift happening, I believe. You know, a lot of the people that the older folks, let's say, I'm damn near in that category, unfortunately. But the, uh, you know, the, the, you guys, I mean, I think we probably say this every single episode. Mm -hmm. The average age of a surveyor nationwide is like 60 years old, right? I'm not quite there yet, but I think there is, thank goodness, a, a, a kind of a groundswell of younger surveyors that are really kind of starting to take take the reins, right? And starting to promote the profession in a little bit different way, which I think is extremely important to, you know, bring people into the profession that probably wouldn't be otherwise. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And it, it's funny because, um, you know, it, it's it. that's kind of how I've, found all these things is, you know, all the, the young people using social media. And that's how I've been able to network with folks. But um, Christy, I mean, you know, from your perspective, I'd love to hear, you know, your thoughts on that too. We are, we, I've been tracking the percentages of new licensees that I keep back into membership the second year, because we give all new licensees a free year of membership mm -hmm. in, in, in CSS. Yep. Um, and so I've been tracking that and it's about 30% of our state and that's not good enough um, for our society to be healthy. I need to, but I've seen it starting to trend higher. And one of the ways um, that 
we, I feel like we have been successful in that is we took what we call our associate membership and we dropped the price of that so that a technician would just have that in his wallet. Um, and then what we've seen because of the technology, the UAS and the, and the more technical LIDAR type things where people that aren't necessarily licensed are working in these periphery fields, we're starting to see them come alongside and come to our events and take mm -hmm. our courses because we're offering courses they might be interested in. And guess what? It's starting to trend membership. And then if I can get them involved in membership, then I can get them involved in leadership. Um, but I have to start there. So it, it's interesting. It's I don't have a trend long enough to mm. tell you exactly what's happening, but it is working. And I think we're up to about 43% now that we're capturing mm. uh, from the 30. So, uh, I mean, 53%, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. And it's working gradually, but I'm more excited that I'm seeing them being brought in and younger as a younger influence. And then their creativity takes over, yeah. you know, because they're they're of that. I'm I'm of that older generation too. So they're of that younger generation with the podcast and all those types of things that we're seeing develop now. That's another, we didn't say that, but that's another good thing about COVID is all the virtual technology that is connecting us across the country. I'll give COVID that one. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, like Jake was saying, though, with the iPhone having LiDAR in it, you know, yeah. that's going to open a whole nother absolutely avenue for people to even know what lidar is yep and it's gonna it's gonna build it's oh, the technology is the way it's, it's going to. and the old school you know with the chain or your gunther chain obviously nobody was interested in that it's the I'm drones interested in that. it's the lidar yeah. that's it's gonna suck people that's because you're of that older generation <laughs> now. it's the toys we, they want to play with the toys yeah, Gunther exactly. chains for everybody yeah um, that'll really suck in the kids <laughs> <laughs> yeah so <laughs> Uh, you know, we, we talked about the NSPS and then, you know, the influence they're having getting younger people involved. You know, we've had a number of people on the podcast that are part of the NSPS Young Surveyors Group. And mm -hmm. there's so much really good energy there that it really just kind of injected a whole nother fire in me, to be honest with you, after hearing them talk about it. I'm like, oh, my God, you know what? things aren't so bad. You know, we've just got to get the people that have that fire and promote them mm -hmm. and just motivate them to nurture keep things. Nurture. Yeah. There you go. Cultivate that, uh, that spirit for sure. Absolutely. So and we'll, yeah. we'll continue our part on, at this end of Trigstar and doing yep. the podcast and yep. all this stuff. It all, I mean, you're chipping away at it, you know, we can, we can only do so much. Oh, everybody that listens, we know you're all passionate if you're listening to us. So you guys do your part as well. We'll, mm -hmm. we'll do this thing together. Yeah, no question. Chrissy, I do have one question for you specifically with your, uh, with your state organization. How, how, you know, we mentioned COVID, how has that affected your organization? Have you seen, a potential decline in members? I mean, how has communication been affected? And do you, I'm asking like 12 questions right now. Um, and I, I, do you still feel like the organization is able to provide value? Um, very good question at this time. And I happen to be the NSPS executive director liaison. So we have been on some national Zoom meetings too. So, but I can, I can, definitely speak with some statistics. Our membership is doing great. 
And um, we have almost met our membership goal and our year runs from July 1st to June 30th. We've almost met our goal this year. Part of that is just the North Carolina economy was booming. And part of it is we were able to get surveyors named specifically as an essential worker so that we weren't shut down. Many are working remotely, but we weren't closed down on that. So, and our, our state has some of the strictest restrictions. Um, even today, we are still pretty closed. Um, so as far as that goes, it's great. The providing for the continuing education has been very, very, very difficult. We are, um, hate to say bleeding money in that category, but yeah. we, we are. Um, and everybody says, well, can't you do online classes? And we do have some of those, but because of the age of our average age of our membership, they don't want to do online classes. Mm. They want to be in person and they enjoy that. And, and they enjoy that for multiple reasons, networking and, and storytelling and questions and all those reasons, but they don't care for the online as much. Once again, younger ones are doing more of the online and, and some of the high tech folks, but in general, uh, education is taking a pounding. And then I think I can speak for pretty much all the states, the annual conferences and the places where we really focus in on our members for a special event to provide them education and and all kinds of things, awards, installation of officers. We're all uh, dancing to a new tune that changes every time our governor has a press conference. So uh, <laughs> it's been very difficult and um, you know, it's affecting some state societies up to 50% of their budget. Um, wow. So it's for everybody. Yeah, it's, it's tough, no doubt. Now, with everything that we're talking about here, um, for NCEES specifically, what are you guys, COVID and beyond, uh, doing to promote surveying geomatics as a profession, a viable profession? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for asking. Um, so again, we're still doing the things that I mentioned to you, Trickstar, Future City, Twist, um, special projects we've worked on with geocaching, things like that. But um, we've been doing some really fun and unique, um, cool things lately. Um, and one of those is uh, we have a profile section on our website that we also push out to social. Um, it's you know where we feature professional engineers and surveyors. Um, every month we feature uh, a new engineer and a new surveyor. And so um, last month in September, we kicked it off um, for surveying with John Brady out of Alaska. Mm. And he does a lot of work with drones, very young, energetic surveyor. Um, so that was a really cool um, kind of way to kick it off and just looking for really unique folks to feature. Um, this month we had David Acosta, who, yep. you know, I feel like I say that name and everybody knows who I'm talking yeah, about yeah. in the surveying world. Um, and, you know, he was our October profile feature and he uh, talked about diversity in surveying, which is a hot topic. And it's um, October is Global Diversity Awareness Month, too. So yeah. I thought that was very timely. Um, we just launched a new podcast at NCES called Advance, an NCES podcast series. Um, where it is our goal to feature licensed uh, surveyors or licensed engineers, very similar to our profile series, except, um, you know, this is, you know, in, in speaking and talking. Um, 
Brilliant. We just recorded as of last week, our first surveyor who is Anna Rios, who again is another one of those names um, in the industry that I feel like people kind of know. Um, and so it was awesome to have her on, um, you know, to talk about her experiences um, in surveying and especially as a woman surveyor. And as many of you know, she is the founder of the Woman Surveyor Summit. So that was, um, that was a really cool thing um, to have her. And then, you know, on the flip side of podcast, we are also trying to get ourselves out there, you know, for NCES, um, you know, to and pitching ourselves to different media outlets like yourself and to the NSPS um, Surveyor Says podcast as well. We had Tim Miller on um, Surveyor Says, and obviously we are kind of, I think, your first NCES um, guest on this podcast. So thank you for having us. Um, so that's really important, you know, to get ourselves out there just in various different ways and from a social perspective. And I think, you know, the podcast, the profiles um, on, on both sides, those are some really unique um, and cool, you know, marketing tactics that we can we can implement and they're really easy to do. Um, but, you know, we also have a um, surveyor speaker kit that we've had for quite some time and it, it's a fluid presentation. So it's clearly, you know, it's changing with the times and things like that, but we are in the middle of updating that. Um, and we will have that finished here, you know, um, very shortly. And that is on our website. And if you are speaking to students or a surveying group, um, that is free. All you have to do is just go to our website mm -hmm. and, you know, download a copy. I think all you have to do is put in your email address and it comes right to you. And so the PowerPoint's there, it's available. It talks about surveying as a profession and the value of licensure. So that surveying speakers kit is something that's being updated. Um, but the most exciting thing that we kind of have going on is we are, we are about to um, embark on a pretty extensive um, research project, um, a, a very large research project. And it's based on the SCORE initiative or the SCORE proposal. And this, what we find from this research project um, over the next couple of months will kind of help guide a very larger marketing plan um, that we'll use for the overall initiative. So I'll continue to work very wow. closely with Christy. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, that's awesome. That's really exciting. Yeah. This data is going to be available at some point. I'm excited. Yes, absolutely. So early 2021 is when we should have the results and should be able to kind of share those and, and get some wheels in motion with plans and what we're, what we're going to be doing around that. But it's focused on engineering and surveying professionals mm. um, and the path to licensure. And um, it's going to also include a scope for virtual needs too. So back to Christy's point about one good thing about COVID is a virtual environment. And so Clearly, we have found that, you know, surveying educators, surveying students are going to be operating, um, you know, still continuing in a virtual environment. And so this um, research project will give us some good guidance and some good um, metrics and everything that we need to use around virtual outreach as well. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that whole uh, PowerPoint Holy being available shit. on the website, that, uh... that alone made this whole episode worth it well, the, uh, uh, the, the marissa energy is infectious <laughs> so you know what hold on a second it may be the whiskey kicking in i don't know but shoots we're trailblazers buddy uh, we apparently. had david acosta on we've had anna rios on oh my goodness <laughs> i think I, I even heard us being referred to as a media outlet there. i what? think i did yes oh my good hold on uh. <laughs> no, uh, every, everything you said was fantastic. Was Again, good. the energy is is awesome, but like the the it's resources, refreshing. It's yes, refreshing. yes, it's the resources yeah. that you guys are adding right there that you just mentioned, fantastic. Uh, like something like you said with the PowerPoint and being 
able to just go into a school and talk to people. Are there two separate ones for engineers and surveyors or is it just one combined? Okay. There's, there's separate PowerPoints. There's actually, there's all kinds of um, good material on there. So I would encourage, you know, anybody to visit our website, um, you know, to download, download those materials. And we're actually, you know, um, you know, again, in full transparency, we're actually working on updating some of those videos and some of those um, other PowerPoints that are on there as well, just to kind of do a refresh, you know, I mean, it, now's a great time. Yep. Uh, in COVID era, when we know that, you know, everything's virtual, this is this is a perfect time to really sink in and, and you know, get those honed in. So. Absolutely. And just to confirm to get it out there, what is the exact website address? It's ncs.org. Easy enough. Easy just want to make sure. And you know what's so fun? I mean, I don't want to say funny, but it's just like uh, up until now, <laughs> I think that NCWS is one of those websites slash organizations that's kind of been silent. You know, it's like I, I've known it existed, but I had no idea that all these resources were available. Yeah. No, I I had to look it up when, when we scheduled these guys. I, I was like, I kind of know what it is, yeah. but I had to do a little research. Granted, I'm not a surveyor and engineer. I'm a photogrammetrist. Total different ball game. But, but you did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. No. The, Bellag <laughs> the Bellagio. Mr. Keenan was not putting me at the Holiday Inn Express. He's way too nice for that. So, no, I did. I looked it up. I was like, wow, they, they do a lot more than I realized. They really and then, do, yeah. And then these two are just blowing me away with the passion behind yep. it. Yep. Absolutely. So I, we don't have a ton of time, but um, diversity came up and I want to talk a little bit about that again. You know, I think we, well, we did have uh, diversity chapter one. That was mm -hmm. one of our episodes. We'll have a chapter two coming up, no doubt. But uh, Christy, talk about that just a little bit. How, what, I mean, diversity has been a hot topic throughout COVID, you know, and uh, I, I'd really like to hear your perspective on that. Well, um, diversity is something that I'm, I've been very passionate about for several years now because we aren't a diverse profession. We yep. just aren't. That's the facts. But that's not on purpose. That's not because we are unwelcoming. I don't believe that. I, I can't say that 100%, but I think we would like that. You can hear that in my board of directors. You can hear that everywhere we go. What, what would it take? And I think the reason for it, Marissa and I were speaking about this earlier today, is this has historically been an apprentice type profession where you learned it from your grandpa and your father. And, and so when it was in one family, it just stayed there through the generations. And that's wonderful. I also don't wanna belittle that um, because that's wonderful, but we can, and I think part of the exam changing and becoming more that when the exam went national and the math levels got more intricate there for surveying. I think that's naturally going to make us a little more diverse. It just takes years to see that. But I believe, and Marissa, I think agrees with me on this. I'll let her contradict me if she doesn't. But I believe just if we continue to get in front of broader audiences, we will see broader diversity. And that's what we want to do. We can get into, if you just sit and think about the different types of audiences we should be in front of not just the elementary school doing a career day, but are we in front of the scouts? Are we in front of the FFA? Are we in front of the boys and girls clubs? Mm -hmm. Every group that we can get in front of is gonna naturally have the, uh, the results eventually of bringing diversity into the profession. Then the, the onus of responsibility will fall to the surveyors themselves to be welcoming, to be mentoring, 
uh, and those types of relationships. So I think this is a long-term project, of course, but I think we can make um, a difference very quickly starting out. You're speaking my language with all that. <laughs> no doubt about it. Marissa, talk, to, talk about diversity a little bit. Yeah, so um, kind of going back to this research project too. So, you know, that is, that's such an awesome thing that the research project is going to be able to give us um, is that that kind of information. Um, you know, it will, it will lead us and guide us to show us how to best reach people and, and their perspectives on things. So, and, and Christy touched on it, you know, the, the lack of diversity in the profession and more of an apprenticeship profession, but, um, you know, just, we need a diverse surveying community to serve a diverse public. Yep. And, you know, the, the public counts on surveyors to protect their health, safety, and welfare. And so we, we've got to just start attracting more diversity into the profession. So it, it just brings different voices. It brings different opinions. It brings different, uh, you know, ways of thinking and mindsets. Um, and, you know, it, it can help you overcome different challenges and barriers that, you just might not be aware of by bringing that in. And, and I feel like that's just something in any profession, right? Not just surveying, but you know, diversity is just key in any, truly any profession that you're in, especially one that deals with the public and with a diverse public, um, you know, such as the world that we live in. So, um, you know, one thing that, that resonates with me is, you know, I, I have a four-year-old child, a little girl, and I want her to be able to go to school. And when career day comes around, you know, I would love to see a, a, a woman surveyor come talk to her class or a woman in construction or a woman welder, you know, and it's think back to when we were in school and, or the, you know, the brochures that are handed out or mom and dad come for career day and there's a doctor and there's a veterinarian, you know, you don't, you don't really see a surveyor. And so just, mm -hmm. you know, setting the stage at a young age and, and planting that seed early is key. And so we want to be able, that's the kind of diversity that we're talking about is, you know, planting that seed at an early age so that, you know, they're, they're seeing that and they're getting a different perspective and experience and knowing that, it's, it's an inclusive, um, you know, profession. So I know we're in like election season right now here. here I would like to like to nominate Marissa <laughs> for the United States surveying council as president, <laughs> president of the United States of surveying and Christy oh, as yeah. the vice president of the United States of surveying. There we go. I that's think we a, got it. That's a power couple it. right yeah. there. Jeez. Right? Well, I can proudly say that when we had our survey career day, the one that we actually managed to pull off, we did have a female surveyor there. So yes, we, did. Awesome. we were yep. diverse. Yep. We're that just, awesome. again, we're trailblazers. What yeah. can I say? I can't pat that. myself Agreed. on the back enough. Um, you guys, with everything you have going on, obviously you're both passionate about this. Uh, what motivates you every day? And what are you most excited about moving forward? We'll start with you, Christy. My, I guess my passion, and it's both personally and professionally, is change for the better. I, I love change. I'm an adventurer at heart. And even when I choose a movie on Netflix, I pick the one where somebody has an epiphany and their life has changed for the better. So um, I think we sell ourselves short to think that we can't just do something small that can make a big difference down the line. So. Fantastic. Well, before we go any further, what's your uh, what's your Netflix guilty pleasure right now? 
Better Call Saul. Oh, I love, <laughs> love it. that one. That yeah. was a good one. That was a good one. All right, sorry to throw you off a little bit, Marissa. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so, what motivates me? Um, what am I excited about? So, truly, I I absolutely love doing philanthropic doing philanthropic work. Um, I sit on the board of directors for our local science center here in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, I'm a PTA mom at the daycare. Um, so, you know, I love giving my time and talents um, where I can and how I can. And so, um, if I could do philanthropic work every day i would um but you know i do need to work so you know having you know having a full-time job and being able to have a little bit of a charitable component to my to my day-to-day -day is a pretty awesome thing so really you know the coolest thing about taking this job is that undeniably i know that directly or indirectly i could change the course of somebody's life by introducing mm. the surveying profession to them and it's going to change their livelihood and the livelihood of their families and that truly is what motivates me is that you know bringing awareness to this profession because it's not going anywhere and we need this profession and so bringing awareness of the profession and the value of licensure to somebody who may not have known about it is really what excites me and drives me and so it's just having having a hand, like I said, directly or indirectly into somebody's livelihood and their family's livelihood is, is truly like, that's, that's why I keep, keep coming back. Keep coming back Solid. every day. And no what, question. And what's your Netflix guilty pleasure? Oh, gosh. <laughs> that's a hard question because right now my husband and I really kind of fight over what we want to watch. <laughs> We're not watching anything on Netflix. We just started, um, it's called The Right Stuff. It's on Disney Plus. Now there's only two episodes, but it's about um, the uh, first space mission. In the oh, 60s. right on. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Jake's Very all cool. about it. I have that in reminder. <laughs> it just came out, didn't it? it just came, that's why there's only two episodes. Yeah, yeah, I have that in my, my two-watch two list. Nice. Yep. nice Any nice. Anything space, Jake's in. Are you, are you still hijacking Ryan's uh, Disney Plus? No, he's hijacking I'm mine. Oh, you're stealing his. Yeah, yeah. and then YouTube bums are on my YouTube. Yeah, we, <laughs> we do a, a, a trade. Yeah, we swap. <laughs> it's it's a you know it's all it's a, it's a good deal. It's, it's a, a family exactly. affair. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, the question you guys said you've listened to a few episodes. Uh, hopefully, all of all fifty two and nine and oh my yeah. goodness that's sixty one so that's a lot you got a lot of oh, catching up to do hopefully if yeah if you guys do, you can't agree <laughs> on anything on Netflix or Disney plus just listen to us but uh, the question <laughs> we ask everybody is do you have a mantra that you live by we've had a lot of good answers for this so no pressure at all but let's start with Marissa um, you know, I don't know that this is a mantra per se, but, you know, I mentioned my, my daughter. Um, and so she is, you know, I, I want to raise a very strong, um, brave, courageous child who, um, does not lack leadership. She does not lack leadership skills. Let me, <laughs> let me just say that. But <laughs> I also want to, um, make sure she has some humility and a little bit of grace and, um, and that she's a kind person. And so I guess my mantra is, you know, don't don't try to be somebody that you're not um you know just own up to your mistakes ask for help it's okay to say if you don't know something um i just want her to live a life of honesty and integrity and doing the right thing and just kind of make the most of what she's got and just be kind i'm going to interject just a little bit because it brought a tear to my eye <laughs> <laughs> um the word you mentioned that I think is so important is humility. If you can teach your kids humility, they will be successful no matter what, I guarantee yeah. you. 
Humility, integrity. With those two, you're fine. Yes. Everything else will just happen. And then when she said Grace, all I thought about was Christmas vacation. Grace, she died 30 (laughs) years ago. (laughs) All right. Oh, man, going off the rails. How about you, Christy? What's your mantra? Um, I thought a lot about that, and uh, I'm going to say just take the next step. Whatever that is, take the next step. Yep. Easy enough, yep. effective, one step it. at a time. Boom, we're gonna boom, we're gonna boom. write a book on all these mantras. Yes, That's when we right. get to He's like right. you know five hundred episodes, we'll go back and yeah, we'll just have to call we it "Add Value, Make should. Friends." Absolutely, no, That's I, definitely I the title. It. That's I love the it. title. Yeah, that is fantastic. <laughs> all right, unless you guys have anything else, do you ladies have anything else you'd like to add, Marissa? No, just thank you, thank you for um, you know having us on and we're really excited. And, you know, I think in another six months or, you know, eight months, I'd love to come back and kind of give y'all an update on what we've done and um, the progress that we've made. So, I would, so I, would, I would love that, especially once you start getting some of that data in, I think it would, yes. we've got a great platform yes. to share that on, With no that. doubt about it. With that, that research project yep. there. And no, Christy, um, as long as with your final parting words, whatever, uh, can you please confirm where people can reach out to you for more information? Uh, sure. You can get me at cdavis at ncsurveyors.com. And uh, I just want to echo what Marissa said. It's um, excited about what we might, what difference we might be able to make. And I appreciate your part in just having us on and spreading the word a little further. So thank you. You've made this a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. So I do appreciate that. <laughs> it's the whiskey. It's it's the whiskey talking. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, anything we can do to help you guys out, absolutely reach out. We've got a really pretty, a pretty freaking amazing <laughs> our following solid. Yeah. It's it's uh, they're dedicated. Our network is pretty much unbelievable right now. I, I I'm almost speechless about it to be honest with you. So if there's anything you guys need, feel free to reach out at any point in time. So with that, you guys got anything else? Total side note: by last second, forgot to mention it earlier. Yeah. Somebody lost his first tooth last night. Bam! Yeah. Tooth fairy coming. Did you do the whole uh, tie a thread on and shut no, the door? No, he wouldn't let me. I pulled uh, out the little pliers and everything and went after him. He ran around the house screaming. And then, like, Carrie looked at it and she's like, it's like an inch higher than the other ones. And he just went like this and pulled it out. Like, That's didn't good. Even at care. least he pulled his own out. Yeah. So we were smart enough. Uh, he doesn't listen. I'm so. just picturing, like, the little rascals, you know, when they tie <laughs> yeah. it up. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I had that when I was a kid. My dad did it to me. But we have the little pillow you put on the door that you put the tooth in. So of we don't course. even have to. Wait, well, hold on a second. What did the tooth fairy give him? A buck. Same a buck? The same thing I got. Inflation. Are you shitting what me? can you buy with wow. that these days? It's, what is it? Dude, my kids were getting like 10 bucks a tooth. Yeah, that's because you're, you're not I'm so smart. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're one of those wealthy survey guys. No, he got a buck. He was happy as a clam. So, all right. It was a big right. news, big day last night, big night last night. Don't let him listen. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> the tooth fairy is real. <laughs> all right all right well thanks again guys so much for being here i mean what an amazing episode you guys provide some great content really really appreciate it producer jake Thank that's you. your cue that's a wrap folks check us out at thegeoholics.com follow us on facebook instagram linkedin by searching for the geoholics and download all our podcasts on apple Podcasts, podbean stitcher spotify don't forget to download the geoholics app from Land Surveyors United. Please subscribe to the new Geoholics YouTube channel. As I said earlier, email us at info at the if you're interested in being a friend of the program or a guest on a future show. Last but not least, DMB and Smarching available everywhere. Please don't forget to support our friends of the program. Until next time, pay it forward, 
at Value Make Friends. Keep an eye out for falling human waste. And most importantly, be safe and healthy, everyone. Happy birthday, Carrie. All right. Once again, thank you to our friends of the program, Bad Elf GPS. Find them at bad-elf.com. Land Surveyors United, landsurveyorsunited.com. LIDAR News at lidarnews.com. Parkland College Land Survey Program, parkland.edu slash surveying. Unifly, U-N-I-F-L-I dot A-E-R-O. Diamondback Land Surveying at diamondbacklandsurveying.com. Advanced Geodetic Surveys at agsgps.com. Tiger Supplies at tigersupplies.com. Cyanic Automation at getjobbook.com. Safety Apparel, you can find them at safetyapparel.us. And finally, Get Kids Into Survey at getkidsintosurvey.com.